Hey guys, it's Roku here. Before the podcast starts, you know how I always say, make sure you subscribe, follow, share, whatever. But for this one, I just want to say, if you guys have enjoyed or found benefits from any of the other episodes, please, one request I have for you guys, make dua for myself and all the guests that have come onto the show. You know, that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, is to gain some form of barakah. So if you guys do enjoy the podcast, please do make dua for everyone that's behind it. Jazakallah khair. Episode 7 of the Group Chat Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Group Chat Podcast with me, your host, Ruku. Today, we're kind of veering away from careers. Well, not really. It's still career-related, but it's more to do with education and to do a master's. Before that, let me just introduce the podcast once again. This podcast is here to show that there are no restrictions for young Muslims when it comes to the career field. So, do you want to introduce yourself, bro? Um, I'm Muhammad Mopi, whoever you would want to go by. Um, I'm currently a master's student at SOAS, um, studying Middle Eastern politics. I previously did an undergrad in politics as well, and that was at Goldsmiths. So I know listeners have been asking, uh, get a creative person on, someone that's done mm. a Bachelor of Arts, yeah. not just STEM subjects, yeah, yeah. but also <coughs> like pursuing education as well. Mm. Um, so I feel like it's perfect that yeah. you're on this show, mm. and thank you for coming. Let's start with you. Mm. Did you know from the get-go... That you wanted to do politics? No, I didn't really think education was my thing. To the extent that I didn't even want to go to college. I was li- literally forced into going to college. By? Um, by obviously parents. Oh, yeah. um, South Asian families, you know. Yeah. But no, it, was, it was reasonable in the sense that, you know, um, my parents said to me, look, go to college, keep the door open for the future. If you do change your mind, then, you know, you can go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Did you I do went, politics A-level? Yeah. So I, did, when, I, went, I went to college, I did politics as an A-level and it turned out to be my favourite A-level subject. And to the extent that when I actually applied for uni as well, I didn't even apply for politics. I applied for law. Yeah. Even though politics was my favourite subject, the way I saw it was, I can't. What career am I really going to pursue um, with this degree? And it's a, a, lot, a lot of people yeah, think that. And, um, and whilst law, you know, well, you know where you're going. So I thought, yeah, I'll do law. But there came a day where I actually had a conversation my, with my politics teacher, and he's like, "Yeah, what are you doing? What are you, what's, what's your next steps?" Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be doing a law degree. I had a place, everything, at university, everything. And he's like. Do you enjoy it? Do you have Do you have any idea what it entails? Yeah, and I was like, no one. It's just, <laughs> just like you know, career wise. Mm. Um, and he's like, you know, it's up to you, but I don't advise that. And he gave me some food for thought at the time, in the sense that he gave me examples of people that have done politics degrees, etc. And then they've gone into fields such as law anyway. So they're like, he's like, even if you want to do law in the future, and you want to become a lawyer in the future, solicitor in the future, a politics a politics degree is not gonna is not gonna restrict that. And he kind of gave me the example that look for three years of your life. You're gonna be. It's gonna be a massive part of your life. All you're studying, what you're gonna be doing. Um, the last thing you want is that you don't really enjoy it. You don't really have a passion for it. Yeah. Especially given that it's a social science. So you're gonna be doing a lot of reading. You're gonna be doing a lot of writing, and that takes its toll on you mentally. And if it's not something you enjoy, it's not gonna be that fruitful for you. So you graduated, but did you enjoy the degree? My undergrad, I enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. You know, there's elements of it which you're not gonna enjoy. Of like course. you know, there's some modules which you're just gonna to have to do, mm. um, and you're not gonna enjoy. But the bulk of it, it was what I was looking for. And in the sense that for those who have not gone to uni yet and are, are going to go in, go into uni, if the first two years you're there, you might, you might not see that enjoyment aspect as much because you don't have that much freedom in what you're choosing, the modules you're choosing, where you're writing about, etc. Mm. In your third year, when you have your dissertation, etc., that's when you might, that's when you will actually start to discover the enjoyment aspect in the sense that yeah. you know you have you that, like, yeah. Tailor, yeah, tailor yeah, you have the academic freedom to you know go study what you want yeah um, especially for a dissertation yeah um, what was your dissertation on 
My dissertation was it was quite it was quite a juicy topic. The title was what were the contributions of the US to the rise in ethnic and sectarian violence in Iraq. Okay. So yeah, it was a massive topic. Meaty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So doing that degree, it pushed you on to now do a masters. Mm. You're at SOAS. Mm. Um, obviously, it gets a lot of banter on the TL. But <laughs> <laughs> how is it as a uni? Like, um. So us as a uni, <laughs> this is this is a tough one. You know what? It gets a lot of ban on the TL. Exactly. It gets roasted. But I had one um, to get in as an interview. You, you have to do, do a, a protest. protest. <laughs> nah, nah. The funniest, the funniest one I saw was I don't know what so us is, but everyone who has it in their bio is annoying. <laughs> uh, that doesn't apply to me, by the way. Um, but so us as a uni, you know what? It's for someone's personal development, especially. Is it's amazing, I'd say, because it's a it's a bubble of ideas. You get so many different personalities. You get so many different backgrounds of mm. people, and the academic focus of it as well is different to other universities in the sense that you know it's or it's in the name School of Oriental and African Studies. Um, it's more of a focus on the Orient, the Middle East, Africa, etc. Um, so even academically, what you gain from it is quite different to where you gain anywhere else um <clears throat> no matter what you're studying no matter what degree you're doing there um, i feel like you've got to be a lot like really patient as well yeah that's another thing that's i was actually going to make this point right yeah. now um one thing it makes you as a person is it makes you tolerant and that's something that's a skill that you'd have to build in life no yeah. matter where you go you're gonna have to be tolerant with people yeah. and at soas you have to tolerate a lot mm. sometimes you see some ridiculous things you see people doing ridiculous things mm. and you just have to you know Take a step back from it. Yeah. I, I think comment. that's why, alhamdulillah, you know, I went QM, mm. which is, you know, largely Muslim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't really see the outer world much. Mm. But then I've spoken to, you know, previous guests, Ibs and Marwan and Ragni. Yeah, yeah. They're saying that when they got into actual workplace, mm, mm, mm. it's a bit of a shock to yeah. the system. That's the thing, isn't it? That's yeah. why to an extent, the, one of the best things about it is the fact that there's so many different personalities mm. and there's so many different backgrounds. There's so many, so many different views, etc. Even those that you don't agree with, yeah. um, but you have to tolerate them yeah. because you know you're sharing that space, and it makes you kind of realize that um, the world isn't as straightforward as, no, it, as it seems, in it. Yeah. Um, so in that sense, in a developmental way, mm-hmm. um, SOAS is a very good place. Yeah. Let's talk about actually doing a master's. Mm. Is doing a master's worth it? Yeah. Okay. This is another big question I had to, I had to ask myself as well. Mm-hmm. It depends on you as a person, I'd say. You know, there's certain masters, um, for example, STEM masters, yeah. they're usually for the sake of careers. They will really boost job prospects. It's, it's a fact. Masters in social science subjects are different in the sense that, yeah, they do help career-wise, they do help job-wise, they do help boost your prospects. Yeah. But I'd say doing a master's in a social science subject is more about whether you're passionate about it or not. And I remember I was recently asked this question by someone, um, an undergrad in his final year, whether he should do a master's or not. And <clears throat> as much as I'd want, I wanted to encourage him towards it, once he told me he's not really, he doesn't not really passionate about anything, um, you know, he, just wants to, he wants to do it for the sake of doing it, mm. for the sake of jo- um, job prospects, etc. I, I kind of swayed him towards, no, mm-hmm. um, don't do it. Yeah. Because it is something which mentally takes its toll on you. And I'll go back to what I initially said, if, it's, if you're not going to enjoy it, there's no point of doing it. So you have to ask yourself why you want to do it then I'd say you usually get the answer of is it worth it or not for myself. Mm. I think you explained that mm. very well, alhamdulillah. Um, so let's talk about your future. Mm. Now you've done a politics degree, an 
masters in Middle Eastern politics, where does that lead? I personally want to take a year out next year and, you know, contribute to certain websites, freelance journalism, do some freelance journalism, etc. And even currently, I'm in the process of agreeing to write for one of the biggest Muslim um, news publications, possibly potentially in the UK. Um, Inshallah. I'm sort of getting to where I wanted to in the sense that, you know, I'm going to have that aspect of giving back to my community. So no matter what job I get into in the future, even if it's not in academia, even if it's not for an NGO, even if it isn't something like the finance public sector, I know I have this something, I have something extra there for me, where which will allow me to give back to my community. And you, and are, you, and you feel like you've gained this ability because of the masters? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, the skills I picked up through that masters, one of the key ones would be critical thinking, looking at things analytically. For example, like just recently we saw, you know, when something big happens in the Muslim, um, in the Muslim Ummah, of course. everyone has an opinion, and rightly so, um, everyone should have some sort of opinion. Yeah. But sometimes you see that people don't have the ability to break it down mm-hmm. properly and look at it properly. I believe my master's and my academic education has sort of given me, I'm not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not a full package here in that sense, <laughs> but you know, okay. it's given me upper hand um, in being able to break down events that happen in the, that, that impact Muslims etc mm. and I believe that's so vitally needed it'll be good to see more Muslims taking on you know social science subjects because that's where the change is isn't it it's within those fields they're gonna be able to yeah. impact ideas etc. I actually um, forgot to ask this question and mm. I need to of course South Asian family mm. They're thinking, you know, medicine, maths, <laughs> STEM subjects. When you told, you know, your parents that you mm. wanted to do politics, was there a backlash or? Surprisingly so, my parents weren't really that bothered. Okay. Because, and this was part of the reason, part of the reason why was because, as I mentioned before, was a compromise that I made at the start. Mm. Um, where I Going agreed to college. go college, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's why um, I think that shows for a lot of South Asians as well, that, you know, sometimes you're going to have to compromise with your parents. It, yeah, definitely. Because I made that compromise, uh, alhamdulillah, they gave me the free- freedom afterwards to, you know, do what you got to do now. So just my final question before mm. we start the Q&A. Mm. So a politics degree, I feel like you touched on it, but I think you can explain a bit further. Mm. Um, <clears throat> where does a politics degree lead? Like what kind of avenues can it go down? I know you want to do more of the <clears throat> writing articles mm. and researching even more. Mm. Um, but of course, some people worried can they still get into the finance sector yeah, yeah, yeah. can they still get into law yeah, yeah definitely definitely um yeah you can do all of those things with a politics degree literally um have, you, have you seen examples yeah, yeah. i have plenty plenty of examples i know plenty of people who are in the finance sector now working within the finance sector hmrc etc yeah with a politics degree some people literally walked into those sectors mm. <clears throat> there's also scope for people to get into law training contracts for example quite a lot of big big um, law firms um, they don't really require you to have a law degree finance accountancy etc all of those fields they're all still open in, this, in that sense um, and no one's gonna like look down on you because you have a politics degree <laughs> like, yeah. it's actually something that people if you a lot of the times when I was initially looking for jobs as well before you know when I was having that period should I do a master's or not I was looking at jobs <clears throat> a lot of jobs within those sectors actually specified politics as a degree they desire um, social science subjects because it has a lot of transferable skills. So, no, your scope There's won't be limited. No restrictions. Yeah, no restrictions yeah, at all. Like the aim of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so just to round up, um, I feel like what you're trying to tell listeners is 
when it comes to the degree, do something that you enjoy. Mm. If it's a humanities subject, a so- yeah. social science subject, STEM yeah, yeah. subject, like there's no restrictions, no doors are closed yeah, just because you're doing that definitely. degree. When you're talking about the masters, it's more: are you really interested in? Yeah, I have a passion for learning. Yeah, rather than career, isn't it? Yeah. When it comes right to the social science, right yeah. yeah. Okay, and I feel like they're the most important points to put across. Mm. Definitely. Okay, so we have got some questions from the listeners. First question, how to choose which subject will be best to take for your master's? What should you do if you're unsure after your undergrad what subject you'd like to specialise in, but you want to do a master's? So this person wants to do a master's, but unsure what in. Two things. Firstly, make sure you look into certain areas more. So whatever you're doing your undergrad in, um, there must be certain areas within the undergrad where you do have a certain interest. Mm-hmm. Look into those areas more, understand them more, see what a master's in that area entails. Yeah. But secondly, ask what you want to gain out of a master's. And I think usually that way you'd reach a decision. Inshallah. Okay. Um, second question. How hard is it being a postgrad compared to an undergrad? Oh, I'm realizing how, yeah, how, how difficult it is even more. Um, with the workload, um, I'd say it's triple what I had in my final year of undergrad. Okay. Um, and the demand and standard expected of you um, skyrockets. Um, so a master's is hard. That's why, um, going back to what I was emphasizing throughout, being passionate about it and enjoying it is crucial. Another question. Is it hard to get into the NGO sector? What master's is best for this sector mm. after a politics-based degree? <clears throat> Now, it depends what kind of NGO you're looking at. I'm not too experienced in this, but I have looked into it previously because it was some working for an NGO is something of interest to me. For the, for the layman, yeah. what is an NGO? Uh, um, uh, non-governmental organization. Yeah. So, you know... For an example. Sorry, just Amnesty International, for okay. example. That's cool. an NGO. Human, they, they campaign for human rights, etc. Right. Cool. So, working... What degree will be, will be important? A master's degree. I'd say... It depends what NGO you're going to get into. For example, I gave, for the sake of an example, because I said Amnesty International, specialising in human rights would be quite important for that. Yeah. But even, for example, what I'm doing, Middle Eastern politics, working for, going into a, an organisation like Amnesty International, it would be quite important because a lot of their human rights research and a lot of their human rights lobbying is centred around the Middle East. Mm. So it all depends on what kind of NGO you want to get into. Um, and I'd say narrow your masters down to if you do want to get into an ngo i'd say mar- narrow your masters down to what that ngo specializes in okay but obviously i'm going to say this in every single answer make sure it's something you're going to enjoy that's like the key theme mm. of this episode mm. isn't it all right so um i think this is a good question to end on mm. um so do you have any regrets this is quite a big one um yes i did have regrets um, they came to a point where um, I started realizing how difficult it actually doing a master's actually is, yeah. and how much of a toll it takes on your life. It got to a stage around December, the December break time, January, where I thought to myself, oh, "Why have I done this to myself again? Like, yeah. Why did I decide to come? Why did I start? To, why did I, I had the chance to leave education for good? I was, I, I thought, this is it. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, this is literally December, a couple months. Yeah, ago. Yeah, a couple months ago, yeah. December, January, just a few months ago. Yeah. I was actually sitting in a lecture and it just hit me now, this is it, I don't want to do this anymore. And yeah. I was just filling out my withdrawal form in the lecture. In the lecture. Yeah. Well, I, was yeah. I was filling out my withdrawal form, signing it off, everything. Uh, but I don't know, something stopped me from sending it. It was like, you know, 
chill, take some time out. Just got to keep grinding it. Yeah. And I thought, no, it, it'll be, it's going to be a really bad decision if I do leave. Um, I knew I knew later on in life, um, if I take the shortcut out now, um, if I take the easy route out now, mm. later on in life, 100%, I knew I would have regretted it. Yeah. With that in the back of my mind, you know, kind of regained focus. Mm. And um, I thought to, I said to myself, okay, I have to do this. Yeah. So, and, so it's like a semi-regret yeah, you, yeah, didn't, yeah. you didn't go yeah I didn't go and draw yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah I did have that I did have my moments in that I thought no I don't want to do this anymore what listeners should do is if you're going through a tough time which understand that is normal everyone goes through highs and lows mm. but if you've started something you've obviously started that for a reason exactly so go back to those reasons so yeah, yeah inshallah so that's the end of the questions mm. from listeners why I always ask guests is do you have like a parting message. Yeah. My parting message, I'd say, will go with the theme of things. Um, I might I might go on a tangent a bit, but go on, man. the theme of it will be not limiting ourselves in the sense that, you know, as a community, we're fortunate enough to have these opportunities presented to us um, to go to university, to educate ourselves, etc. And the worst thing we can do is not take these opportunities seriously. A lot of us, um, and even I was guilty of it once upon a time, we have this mentality where we don't, we do things, but we don't do them properly. And I will touch on it from an Islamic perspective. Um, there's a concept of Ihsan. Ihsan is having excellence in everything you're doing. Many times what we find that we don't really have excellence in, what we're, in everything we're doing. Um, we just, you know, aimlessly go with the flow. What we need are people with visions, people with aspirations, and people who want to have an impact on the future of this community. We go, a lot of us, we, you know, we have, we go on about how we're on the back foot, um, you know, there's a lot of we face a lot of issues. We face a lot of prejudice in society, and rightly so. But we have to question ourselves: What are we doing to deal with that? Yeah. Because a run on Twitter is not going to change anything. A run on social media is not going to change anything. You know, um, it's about making use of the resources we have um, and trying to create an impact with that. Um, and education is massive, massive. Must is just one route into educating yourself. So I feel I feel like your points are initially is to have vision mm. to have aspirations yeah yeah ha- have a point in existence yeah exactly and, and then to use yeah, education as the foundation yeah, to fulfill to that vision that, yeah. to fulfill that vision every single one of us should have something in our life that we're doing that will allow us to create some sort of impacts upon the community allow us to create a change in the community and allow us to benefit our community because we are the change makers now yeah we have this opportunity to create change we have all the resources available available to us to make this change. I think um, one thing that you said is, you know, a rant on Twitter, a rant yeah. on social media won't help. Yeah. But what I, I slightly disagree because I feel like social media, there's so much potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There's so much reach. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, even, I keep relating to this podcast, obviously not to gas myself, but yeah. this podcast is only exists yeah, through social media. It's a, 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 a social media project. Yeah. Definitely. No, what, what I'm saying is, what, what I mean by that point is, you know oh ranting and just doing nothing yeah just doing nothing yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know like okay you made your point yeah and rightly so many of times many times when people run about things a lot of the times it's rightly so in it mm. um it's something you feel passionate about but yeah. okay you've now run it about it what are you going to do about no, it no i agree yeah i agree yeah, so every single one of us should ha- be doing something in our lives um that will allow us to give back to the community and especially oh, as muslims um our life shouldn't just be limited to a nine-to-five job um, and our occupation 
rather there should be something more that we're doing yeah. all the time to give back to our community any sort of activism yeah. um, any sort of work any sort of giving back yeah. you know it's, it's vital for us to be doing that um, inshallah there's opportunities there for us like you said mm. there's so much resources available for us that our parents don't have yeah exactly. so we, we almost have a duty now an obligation to exactly, do something definitely definitely mm. and like everything we do we have to make sure we try do it to the best of our abilities it's crucial as a Muslim to do everything as best as we can um, no half-heartedness yeah, no half-heartedness because you know half-heartedness isn't going to make any change you're yeah. not going to have any impact whilst being half-hearted yeah. alright so that's the end of episode 7 I can't believe it's 7 already but oh, yeah <laughs> thank you so much Mopi for being on the podcast no uh, I feel like the knowledge that you shared is Something a lot of people can take from and mm. learn, inshallah, and implement, inshallah, definitely. Inshallah. So yeah, make sure, as always, subscribe to the iTunes, follow on the SoundCloud, and follow the Twitter, at WeAreGCPodcast. Also, make sure you share, as much as always, retweet, um, send it to people that haven't heard of it. Yeah, just keep showing some love, man. So yeah, that's the end of episode 7. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.